What's going on everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, today on the agenda, we've got some very funny stories, big stories as of the recording of this video. Anyway, a big story just dropped regarding One Piece, so really exciting stuff. Some hilarious things in the Jujutsu Kaisen world, and just in general, a lot of things to get to. So I ain't gonna waste your time. Y'all already know the deal. If you want to listen to Forever News, episodes are always out on podcast streaming services everywhere before they even hit YouTube. So definitely go check that out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcast wherever you get your podcasting on you can find forever news there baby we're doing it big and i appreciate everybody that's been supporting the movement let's continue and let's just jump straight into it baby okay people so first on the agenda something that i can't even believe it as of the recording of this video um probably by the time you see it it already have been out for quite some time but as of the recording of this video we just got the announcement that the next one piece film we got the date and we got the title and some stuff that you can infer because with this press release, it says, official, One Piece film read. It'll be on August 6, 2022. Now, okay, so it's going to be called Film Red. Red-haired shanks. Uh, I'm just saying, so like what? We're, that's where we're going with it. Like there was a game, I want to say World Red, Unlimited World Red or World Red or something like that. That was a real fun game at that. I mean, the story wasn't all that. It was kind of like Edo Tensei was in it and shit like that. But there was a, a Red game before this, but it had nothing to do with shanks. It was about some uh, another pirate, you know, filler character, whatnot. But if this is about shanks, Oh my god, what are they going to do? I mean, <laughs> we've seen time and time again a lot of these One Piece films. They've continued to try and up the stakes. Whether you go to, you know, I want to say Strong World was initially with Shiki. That he had battles with Roger. Then we went to Film Z where it was a former admiral. And it kept on going up to the latest one we have. What was it? Bullet. Somebody that was a part of Roger's crew. So now if it's with Shanks, I wonder what the heck they're going to do. I mean, I doubt Oda's going to let them go too far to the point where it'll be something that is heavily ingrained in the plot like oh my god shanks is evil or some crazy shit like that but i'm expecting a lot of buggy in this film if it's going to be like a shanks thing because y'all know buggy and shanks is rivalry i'm also expecting to get a lot of things that may be already hinted at to a certain degree in the manga before we get to that point who knows what the heck exactly oda has in store for the overall grand finale with shanks but of course the straw hats are going to be a part of it like oda's not going to deviate too far where I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love it, but I'm not expecting just a straight up, oh, this is Shanks, this is Yasop, that, that, that's the film, no, I'm not expecting all of that, but I'm curious to see what this is going to be. All I know is that the hype is going to be real, I'm imagining maybe Shanks is going to have to, like, team up with Luffy for something, or there's going to be a big villain that they have to both fight, and they fight on each side, and for whatever reason, Luffy still isn't able to see Shanks by the end of the movie, but Shanks is all over the film, if that makes any sense, because, again, if if it's, you know, One Piece Red, a lot of people are like, yo, it has to be about Shanks. And I believe there's even a letter from Oda there that as of the recording of this video, there's no translation for it. Maybe down the road there will be whatever, but I'm pumped. I ain't gonna lie. So we know for sure August 2022, we know the name of the film. We can infer a couple things about the film and let's go, baby. Like... Yo, this might be the one of the biggest One Piece films of all time. Y'all know the One Piece fandom. We love us some red-haired Shanks. We love us some Shanks. And if that's what this film is going to be, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was really 
in love with and almost married to the idea that the big rumor was coming about that oh the next one is going to be One Piece Rocks it was going to be about uh, Captain Rocks and his pirate crew which that would have been an amazing idea too but for whatever reason we're going this direction and I'm still fine with it <laughs> like that was a cool idea I'm in love with this idea let's go baby One Piece Film Red I'm ready for it I'm here for it let's go August 6, 2022 I'm here for it. Okay, people. Next up, we have a couple of very big stories regarding Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, one of which, the first one I'm going to talk about here, uh, I got to approach very delicately. And what I mean by that is the nature of the content itself is something that <laughs> I don't know how much I can actually divulge into because this is YouTube we're talking about. But essentially, an unofficial adult Jujutsu Kaisen film is being produced and what the heck is going on here now to my knowledge this isn't official I want to say it's protected by parodies or something like that or I, I don't know how that industry exactly gets off on doing these things in particular how they will have like you know a celebrity like this is a reenactment I'm guessing parodies is the only thing I could imagine how they would get away with this but yeah there's visuals and I am just blown away like really we're doing this like there's full-on visuals of even them recording at the set and I'm not just talking about like the adult adult scenes like this is actually like yeah let's read Jujutsu Kaisen is inspiring an adult live-action film Jujutsu Kaisen franchise has skyrocketed in popularity after an amazing anime adaptation by Mappa Studio it was just a matter of time before we see a live-action adaptation and it was announced however fans were not expecting an adult live-action adaptation though we were not a popular Japanese adult company TMA announced recently that they are working on a Jujutsu Kaisen adult parody titled Chitsu Kaisen here is how this parody is being defined the lewd emotions of the human being have turned into lewd spirits that lurk in our daily lives Lust is the root of the world and leads us to pleasure, and lustful spirits can only be exercised through lust. Apparently, it is a two-hour-long Jujutsu Kaisen film, and it'll be released December 25th. Wow, the day after Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, really? It'll be released December 25th at the price of $28. So who are the actresses participating in the parody? Well, officially, it isn't announced yet. However, we do know that Panda will be seen in this parody. Oh my god, Panda's gonna be in the- Oh god, no, this is wrong. This shouldn't happen. Oh, I'm guessing that's supposed to be Nobara right there and yeah a few others but like Maki and I'm just kind of like why is Panda oh my god this is cursed like people like make jokes all day like oh that's a cursed meme that no 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 this right here this right here this is cursed what is this why I, I get it it's unofficial I get it it's parody and stuff like this happens but the fact that I've been seeing this making rounds and people actually talking about it and pass uh, Oh my goodness, why? <laughs> no! <laughs> but yes, people, if you're feeling a little hot and bothered after December 24th's Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film, have no fear because on Christmas you can unwrap your present. Oh god, I sound like I'm actually trying to push this. The fact is, that's the only reason I came back. That's dark, right? Yeah, um, this is cursed. I'm not watching this. I'm not even gonna, after this, talk about this because this is just a, a travesty, a catastrophe. This should not happen my poor Nobara why are they putting her in such a light and panda really like is panda gonna be I don't even want to know don't want to know fam like oh but yeah Christmas presents incoming no <laughs> 
Okay, people, and while we're on the topic of Jujutsu Kaisen, apparently they're going to be adapting the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film into a novel, which is very bizarre that it's going from, it was originally a manga that was, I guess, intended to be a serialized series, but then got cut short after only a like a handful of chapters then eventually now it's going to be a film and then they're adapting that film back into like public really weird thing but here it says Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie receiving a novel adaptation on the day of release as we all know which that's very smart everybody's going to be hungry to buy Jujutsu Kaisen related stuff and what better than oh shit there's a book that covers the movie I could revisit the movie right now very, very smart and strategic. As we all know, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film has already created much hype among anime lovers all over the world. Who doesn't want to enjoy a story revolving around Gojo Sensei's past? The best part about it, the film will be adapting Jujutsu Kaisen Zero Tokyo Toritsu Jujutsu Koto Senmon Gako. Now, this may sound unfair to the fans who prefer reading. If you are one of them, don't get upset. The franchise will be releasing a novel that will cover this arc. A novel may not have cool animations or music, but it precisely portrays the author's thoughts without any intervention from the production company moreover since it's a novel it will be descriptive and detailed compared to the film and synopsis of the novel says similar to Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's film the novel will revolve around Yuta Okotsu a nervous high school issue with some serious problems he is born special from the rest and caught Gojo Sensei's attention who later became his mentor those who have read the manga must know how awesome Yuta is and his backstory is something we all want to know so yeah people same day the movie comes out they're going to be having this novel which I guess it also could be a conflict of interest in a way of just simply that some people might say you know what instead of going to watch the film i'm just gonna buy the book and go home and read it especially in japan japan is known for like you know they love to read they're not like the a lot of parts of the world that is like ah reading like they will go ah well let me save myself the time i'm just gonna pick up the novel and go home so i wonder how that's going to affect things i think it could be a double-edged sword either way but yeah curious to see how that plays out either way Jujutsu Kaisen we got an adult film coming out and a novel and the film all within Christmas and Christmas Eve uh yeah spicy Mustard Moving forward, we got a small update for Bleach fans. Now, y'all know it was recent, uh, what, a couple of months ago now? I want to say over the summer that we got that one-shot manga about Bleach. And it was like a continuation from where the end of the manga was. And honestly, it was fantastic. I was like, holy cow, that, that was really awesome. Well, they just revealed the Bleach Gokui Meimeihen one-shot cover, which I'm guessing that they're going to be comprising that one-shot into a volume in and of itself. And the cover is of Ichigo, and it says Bleach, Taite Kubo, Jump Comics. And a lot of people really dig this cover. i gonna be honest with you, it's a dope drawing. It looks cool, but I feel like the coloring, the painting in and of itself seems simplistic. I feel like because Kubo, right around the time things started to slowly integrate to a digital space, especially with like coloring and stuff like that, Kubo was already leaving the magazine. So I don't think he quite got the like nuanced feel of, hey, when you're drawing with color, you gotta got to put extra shadowing here and there. So I'm not personally the biggest fan. I know a lot of people will disagree. I've seen a lot of people say they love this cover, but like the drawing in and of itself is dope. Like Ichigo looks fire it's just i'm not a big fan of the coloring per se if that makes any sense the artistic choices for the painting but then again i'll be honest i was never a fan of bleach when it is colored like a lot of his colored pages and stuff like that i wasn't the biggest fan i was always a fan of bleach when it is in its purest form in black and white that's when kubo shines the best when his art looks the most crisp so yeah that's my stance on that but still 
nevertheless dope. And I'll be honest with you, I'm almost certain this is my theory. This like is just based off of my observations, based off of things I've seen happen with different series, you know, throughout time and stuff like that. I'm almost certain, and especially nowadays with you know the big movie craze, I feel like what they're gonna do here is as follows: we're either going to get another one or two chapters to this one shot that'll comprise it of essentially two to three chapters and ultimately they're probably going to do as follows they're going to probably drop either the second chapter right when the anime starts up the thousand year blood war anime which we're supposed to be getting some news at jump festa 2022 about the anime so i'm excited for that so we're probably going to get a chapter around the time that the anime starts and then we'll probably get one more as the anime wraps up its run and possibly right around that time what i'm guessing why they're doing these one shots that come after the anime or after the end of the manga is probably we're going to get a big bleach movie at the end of it that is going to adapt similar to like what they did with burn the witch how we had like the manga and then we had a film after like i'm guessing that that's what they're going to do with these bleach one shots and it'll be perfect like we'll get the thousand of blood war anime and we'll have a big film to wrap things up which will be like you know more fresh and new content and honestly it'll sell the books and yeah, this will also be a great test because I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day, Shueisha, they love money. And right now we're in the demons, the living dead type of vibe where everybody's loving, you know, Demon Slayer and monsters and creatures, Chainsaw Man, like all sorts of devils and stuff like that. We're in that time period. This is where Bleach could shine the brightest, okay? Because Bleach is about, you know, the hollows, the spirits and stuff like that. Right around the alley of where the climate is of what people are really rocking with. So I think a Bleach return in this climate right now would be if, it, if it's done correctly if the anime is done correctly and whatnot would be humongous i think that it would actually dominate and then if they drop the film on top of that that takes place after the end of the thousand of blood war that would be massive as well and probably would do extremely well and i think they know that i think they realize the climate we're in and, and after that one shot dropped and the you know feedback i know at the very least over here in the west the feedback was immense people were going crazy for this bleach and it was very good it was like high quality and stuff so i wouldn't be surprised situation looking at that and saying yeah, we're, we're going to give them a film at the end of it. And depending on how the popularity of all of that goes, assuming, you know, that's the route that they decide to take, adding a film at the end, I wouldn't be surprised if it's immensely popular. They look at Kubo and they're like, yo, we got a big, big bag right here. Really big. You see this bag? Real big bag. Very big. Heavy. We're prepared to give this to you. If you make more bleach, whether it be like they're going to do a, you know, four nights of the apocalypse, Boruto-esque type of thing, a continuation with the kids, or they're going to go the Dragon Ball Z route where Ichigo is still technically going to be the main character, but you're going to see more of his child. I don't know what the heck they could do if they were to go that route, but that would be interesting. And again, I'm going way ahead of where we're at right now because we're still waiting on more updates about the, you know, premiere of the anime. And there's been a lot of trolling going, all sorts of stuff like people are really excited about bleach and yeah, again, cover for the one shot for that big chapter. It was a hefty chapter. And again, I like the way Ichigo looks. I'm just not the biggest fan of the color palette and the it feels a bit simple for me personally i prefer if it was just straight up black and white to be honest with you but i know they can't do that with volume releases and whatnot okay people next up we got some sales for some of the latest volumes in jump we just talked about in the last episode of forever news like hey this volume of like dr stone well we got this week's sales and dr stone with its latest volume in its second week did fifty-eight thousand four hundred copies elusive samurai did twenty-one thousand nine hundred, so almost twenty-two thousand. sakamoto days and the rest of the volumes that were released like Witch Watch, High School Family, Red Hood, and Nero did not rank. But then we actually got to see the back end of some of those sales. And I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. As much as I love Red Hood, I always got to look at it. This is a business. And 
Red Hood and Nero Way of the Martial Artists absolutely flopped miserably over there in Japan. Over here, I think, and this is uh, uh, saying something very much so, I think it would have sold more over here in the States if it was released over here, the volumes, than it did in Japan. And we are usually a tenth of the, a hundredth of the sales of what Japan does. So that is a big testament to how bad these sales are because in its second week, well, for starters, Sakamoto Days did another 11.2, bringing its total of the latest volume in two weeks to 36,000. That's really good for Sakamoto Days. That shit's gonna hopefully give it the boost that it needs to. Yeah, Sakamoto might stay around, and I like Sakamoto. And they were hyping it up recently, too. We just talked about how they were saying, like, the next generation of jump heroes or whatnot. Then Witch Watch in its latest uh, volume, second week, 9,100. So bringing it to 30,000. High School Family, which is a very low seller that I don't understand why they allow it. I mean, I get it. It's a different brand of, you know, jump title. It's like comedy, I think, or something like that. So that's why they allow it. But in its second week, it only sold 1,800 copies, bringing its total to 5,900. But then this is how bad it is that if that did 1.8 and it was ranked, Red Hood and Nero sold so badly that it wasn't even ranked at all. Like, you couldn't get the sales. That's how bad. That means it had to have sold less than 1,800 copies in its second week, each of them. And if Nero did 3,000 in its first week, Nero probably did 200 copies, 500 copies in its second week. And Red Hood probably did maybe 900 to 1,000. Like, this is terrible. Red Hood and Nero... I hate to say it in terms of like maybe they should have put it in a different magazine for the West or something like that. But in terms of what's right for their business in Japan, they made the right choice. Honestly, just if the sales are going to be that bad at the end of the day, their prerogative, their main, their mindset is that it needs to blow up here in Japan and then we'll worry about the rest of the world. And if that's their prerogative, then yeah, they made the right choice getting rid of it. I hate to say it because I love Red Hood, but it is what it is. Like those are abysmal sales. Like if you're doing less than 1800 on your second week, you gotta go, sorry. And like I said, y'all know, I'm one of the biggest defenders of Red Hood, but it is what it is. Okay, people, next up, let's jump into the Shonen Jump author comments. For starters, we got Yuji Kaku from the new series, Ayashimon. I just did a first impression video. You should check it out if you ain't seen it. Pretty dope stuff. He said, it's my first time in Jump, although you was in Jump Plus, but all right. Thanks for having me, and thank you to all my senpai creators who let me reference their series. Hilarious references, talking about JoJo's, Dragon Ball, Fist of the North Star, Ultimate Muscle. Ayashimon, fan, I'm just saying, welcome to jump Yuji Kaku hopefully the axe allows you to breathe okay hopefully they don't do you like what just happened to your predecessors Red Hood and Nero because they out the door and they selling piss poor then next up we got Gege Akutami from Jujutsu Kaisen they said I quickly switched to digital production while being serialized in Jump Giga so I understand what Hasegawa sensei is feeling in terms of yeah this massive switch because now it's an overhaul everything i want to say from the black and white to the color pages everything that they do is digital now so the next generation of jump authors and the next generation of jump manga in general is all going to be digitized don't expect a lot of that brushwork or anything that you're seeing in the magazine to look like what it looked back in the day because they're just there's a different approach now Next up, we got the final author comment from Minya Hiraga, the author of Nero Way of the Martial Artist. They said, Thank you for all the support. Extras and behind-the-scenes stuff will be included in Volume 3. I went for a run for the first time in a while, and now I can't move. Yeah, I'm sure he don't feel good about it. Just like the author of Red Hood, Yuki Kawaguchi, I'm sure they they doubt mad. But Nero, you had a, a, a lot of support. Over here in the West, people are really liking it. I think that um, he'll be back. He'll be back, so... Keep your head up, man. Minya Hiraga, you'll you'll be back, and hopefully next time around things will be different. 
Next up, we got Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. He said, I like inking, but I recently realized that I'm not good at it. I learn something new all the time. You're bugging. <laughs> I don't know if he's referring to with inking in terms of like the art or the way it looks like because I know it's a process and whatnot, but you're bugging because there's nothing artistically that I would ever say is lacking from my hero unless he doesn't ink often and he just did it for the first time or he doesn't really do it that often and that's why he was like, yeah, let me give it back to my assistant. So maybe that's what he's talking about. We got Richiro Inagaki, author of Dr. Stone. The first underwater cable was made in the mid 19th century. It's surprising how old that technology actually is that's interesting yeah <laughs> i ain't gonna lie like yo dr stone always giving you a new nugget of knowledge it's gonna be a shame when that shit is over because yeah it's always always a joy yuto suzuki author of sakamoto days when i get tired i get the desire to see grotesque and shocking things why is that you're crazy no. <laughs> i don't know fam maybe you're a little bit like sakamoto himself and you've seen some shit and that's the only way you can stay calm i don't know fam we got yuki tabata author of black clover he said i've loved otoya ever since moving to tokyo their kurozu and sauce is the best i want to eat their kazan niset menu inside the restaurant eat up fam enjoy we love that black clover and then lastly we got hajime komodo author of marshall they said packaged noodles are amazing lately they're as good as the ones from a restaurant dope stuff from marshall i mean it's kind of random that they're at the bottom but i want to say they just had a break not that long ago or something or they went in the break but either way that is random like because marshall is having a pretty strong run sales wise and stuff so why is it at the back of the magazine i don't know either way shout outs to all those authors this was a fun read and uh yeah weekly shonen jump author comments and i guess coming from that really quickly i saw something from a user on twitter known as shonen saito normally he has a bunch of insight into things regarding shonen jump and whatnot and they said something that was a little alarming, a little worrisome. They said, TOC is out. The bottom three is the interesting thing to see this week. Black Clover, who's been in the bottom three for three consecutive weeks now. Undead Unluck and Ayakashi Triangle. Now, for starters, it's interesting for many different reasons. Because being in the bottom three is never a good thing. A lot of times when you're in the bottom, you get canceled. Exceptions are there. Like, Demon Sayer used to be in the bottom a lot. But that was because the editorial staff believed in it so much. They allowed it, even though the fans, like, if Red Hood would have the support of the editorial staff it might have sold the distance and it would have done poor sales and been in the back of the magazine but ultimately kept going but so for these series to be especially ayakashi triangle to be at the bottom ayakashi triangle doesn't have a long track record in an anime and stuff like that to sustain it and to be able to give the excuse like it still has a core fan base like it's a newbie so that's a little alarming ayakashi triangle then undead on luck that's kind of shocking because it's had steady sales for the most part and it has a very hardcore loyal fan base that loves and and praises it so that's a little alarming and black clover being in the bottom three for three consecutive weeks i'd only imagine that that's two that we got a lot of series out of the magazine recently we just lost two newbies so maybe with them leaving that kind of bumped down because at the end of the day there's a lot of heat in shonen jump right now like you know what i'm saying of course one piece my hero jujutsu kaisen like there's a lot of banging titles banging newbies so yeah it's just i ain't gonna lie a little alarming to see black clover but i feel like black clover will be safe because it does well enough you know it does 100 plus each volume in the first week 100 plus thousand you know 100 thousand whatnot so i don't see anything really to worry about with black clover undead on luck a little bit worrisome and if you're an ayakashi triangle fan be a little bit worried if this continues i'm just saying but yeah don't like seeing black clover in the bottom three come on uh, japanese fans don't play with me right now okay we have some very serious stuff and that's probably now that i think about it why the black clover manga is where it's at right now probably tabata's like 
okay, they're starting to lose interest in what I'm doing and what we've been doing for a while. Let's start wrapping it up, people. Just wanted to give you guys a little insight into that. Okay, people, next up, a little insight into the upcoming final season of Attack on Titan. We got a new visual and talks of an event. It says Attack on Titan final season unleashes new part two key visual. Fans of Attack on Titan were treated to a brand new key visual for the upcoming second part of Attack on Titan's final season at the special event held in Saitama. Also, it just recently passed. The official Twitter account released the visual shortly after, showing an older Eren remembering the path he took to get to where he is. And I ain't gonna lie, this is right here, a desktop, a wallpaper. This is all sorts of stuff because this image is insane. Like the amount of time it took, I'd imagine, like getting all those images. You got everywhere from Armin, the Colossal Titan. They just got a lot and this shit is awesome. And yeah, with that big event, you know, they're gearing up because at the end of the day, this is the last episodes of Attack on Titan and depending on how the pendulum swings, we'll see where it goes because I would not be surprised. Like you wouldn't have me feeling like, oh, I'm shocked if they announce, oh yeah, Attack on Titan 2 is coming or spinoff, you know, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Boruto, whatever type of series. But we got to wait and see. Either way, dope visual and it looks like they're gearing up that we might really be headed towards the end. Not that we might. We are headed towards the end. It's just a matter of, will there be a continuation of some sorts? Okay, people, moving forward, this was a little worrisome. Every time I see this, I definitely feel like it's my duty to report it to you guys because Shonen Jump as a physical magazine, well, one of the reasons why, to begin with, they started really implementing digital within the last few years. I want to say it was winter of 2018 when they announced finally, like, yo, we got a full-fledged app, uh, the Shonen Jump app over there in the West, everywhere, like you guys could, $2 a month you get access to the big catalog and everything because Shonen Jump sales, the physical magazine, every year drop, dip. We went from at its height, it was doing like two million a year. Now it's it's dropped considerably. And just imagine if Shonen Jump dropped the other magazines like Weekly Shonen Magazine and Shonen Sunday are very low as well. But right here, yet again, it dropped. This time it says Shonen Jump dips below 1.4 million in print circulation. The Japan Magazine Publishers Association has revealed that the print circulation of Shueisha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine fell to 1.371818 copies, basically 1,371,818 copies during the period of July through September 2021. Okay, so that's not for a full year. That's actually, what, a few months, like three months or something like that? That's not too bad, 1.3 million. The fall continues a steady decline in circulation the magazine has undergone in at least the last eight years, nearing about half of the January through March 2014 numbers of 2.7 million copies. Weekly Shonen Jump's print circulation dipped below 2 million in 2017 to 1.915 and... Hey, they dip below 2 million. Then the next year we get the digital, you know, app and whatnot. Interesting. The print circulation dipped below 1.6 million during the period of January to March 2020 to 1.572 and then fell below 1.5 to 1.4 during the period of October to December 2020. The magazine's record circulation was 6.5 million in 94. So yeah, I was grossly underestimating. I forget sometimes like it was doing 6 million copies in a few months. And now it went from that to... 1.3 it's inevitable that i don't know if it's five years from now 10 years from now i think five years is a little too short a decade or two basically i want to say 
is where physical Shonen Jump will probably be a thing of the past. There's a lot of benefits to it going digital. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure a lot of people love to have that physical and all that jazz. But first of all, the physical Shonen Jump magazine, it's like newspaper paper. It's like yellow page paper. It's very cheap paper and stuff like that. So buying the volumes is always the better option, minus that the images are a bit bigger in the official magazine and whatnot. But also... Yeah, the leaks, that comes to an end. We will actually be able to all worldwide enjoy the manga on the day that it comes out globally. We won't have to worry about all the leaks because a magazine, somebody gets access to the magazine at their store early, so they leak it out. That will be a thing of the past. All the surprises that come from like the big announcements and stuff can actually come and hit us instead of like, oh, they had a big event and all this planned, but yeah, you know, Greg88 just leaked out the info, so we got it, which don't get me wrong, I'm always appreciative because at the end of the day, it is what it is. If I could get my hands on the news, so be it. But I, I I feel like there's a lot of benefits to it actually going all the way digital it sucks and it's sad because you know things changing and sometimes it's sad and <laughs> you know it's something that a lot of people are used to but ultimately i mean the west we lost our physical jump damn near a decade ago now we hide everything got better actually when we got the digital version because now we're all caught up but it is a testament to at the end of the day at the very least physical shonen jump is continuing to die it is dying it dropped now below 1.4 and just four years ago it was you know at 1.9 we lost half a million yet again so only a matter of time until again it is completely done so i wouldn't be surprised if once we hit less than half a mil jump is like yeah we're gonna just go straight digital and honestly the other publishers they should start looking into making their own app like there should be a kodansha app by now or you know weekly shonen magazine app or something because yeah if these sales are doing 1.3 Shonen Sunday especially like they're at the way back their sales are probably not all that great so they should look into moving into the digital era it's here it's here to stay okay people next up a small update for Dragon Ball it says here Dragon Ball Superhero will be a part of Jump Festa this year chances of a new trailer and release date reveal at Jump Festa are quite good now yeah so the upcoming film the CGI 3D film that we're getting Dragon Ball Super Superhero will be at Jump Festa which yeah I'm expecting if this is going to be at the big festa it'll probably get a new trailer maybe some new visuals potentially a, like a month release date or something like that but I've said it before I've said it many times I will say it once more I'm not all that excited for this film in fact this is the least excited I would argue this is hands down the least excited I've ever been for anything Dragon Ball anime related ever like I'm just genuinely not all that excited now that's great on a big account of if it turns out to be an excellent film and I could get past the idea of like yo they're going in 3d direction then maybe you know it'll be a, a big shock of like holy shit this is incredible but i'm too much of a 2d fan and, and i gotta stand for that at the end of the day there was nothing broken about the dragon ball super broly animation why the hell are we going from that that incredible piece of art to this like that's my big complaint and i know some people are like no you give it a try 3d no i don't want to encourage the downfall of 2d animation and potentially the anime industry as a whole you might think that i'm being a little bit whoa extreme that's just how i feel and i've explained that all if you checked out my f and rant about it recently like yeah 3d isn't a great thing by any means but yeah dragon ball super superhero will be at jump festa maybe we'll get a new trailer maybe it'll wow me i think something big that might get me a little more interested is like okay 
okay, who's the big villain? Because I, I know that they just announced at Jump Festival those two superhero evil guys that were in the trailer are going to be like the voice actors are going to be at the Festa. But who's going to be the big guy? They're not a draw. Nobody's going like, I got to see these two alien motherfuckers. I have no idea. Nobody's doing that. Like if they bring back Cooler, if they bring back Cell or they bring Cooler into the canon, if they bring back Cell, which I don't know, are they going to bring Cell? Well, they do got that video game coming out. Uh, What is it? Dragon Ball The Breakers, which we're going to get into in a second, which so maybe they might go with Cell, but yeah, the, the villain might be the biggest draw for me, depending on which route they go with that. But either way, Dragon Ball Super Superhero at Jump Festa 2022. And since I just mentioned it, let's talk about it. Y'all seen it, in case you haven't, a big trailer came out for the next, finally, the next Dragon Ball game. It's been a minute. I think Kakarot was technically the last game we got, but you know, while Kakarot was cool in concept, it was very restricted. It was supposed to be like open world, but it was very restricted and it's an eye game wasn't anything like it. especially when you have something like fighters that was like the epitome of dragon ball fighter type of games and you know xenoverse 2 is still a thing i guess you could say like it was like okay and i've been thinking for a little bit like yo can we do something different with the franchise does everything gotta be a straight up fighting game and they delivered to a certain degree with the upcoming game because it was announced dragon ball the breakers let's read a little of this article bandai namco announces dragon ball the breakers eight player online asymmetrical action game. Bandai Namco Entertainment America announced on Tuesday the new Dragon Ball The Breakers game for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC for physical digital release in 2022. Why no PS5? What's up with that? That's very strange. The company streamed an announcement trailer for the eight-person online multiplayer game. The game is an asymmetrical action game in which seven normal survivors face off against the Raider, the eighth player. The Raider takes the form of a notable Dragon Ball series character such as Cell, Boo, or Frieza with the goal of taking out the survivors. The survivors who have been sucked into the temporal seam have no superpowers. Instead, they use items, weapons, and vehicles to fight and evade the raider while searching for the super time machine to escape. There will be a character customization mode for survivor avatars and players can obtain skins and equipment by using in-game credits or making in-game purchases. Hell, gaming in 2021, 2022. The trailer features the likeness of characters Bulma and Oolong as survivors. A closed beta test is coming soon to PC. They also announced, I want to say, because there was like somebody that was on stage, one of the developers, they said that it was going to be connected to Xenoverse. And if you look at it, it kind of looks game-wise like Xenoverse, except it's just like, you know, the mechanics are made for like a survival horror type of deal. Eh, it's like, hey, they're still trying to keep Xenoverse around a little bit, but I'm excited for this. I ain't gonna lie. This actually piqued my interest. I was like, something different. Yes, this sounds like fun. I could imagine me and my nieces and nephew having a blast playing this game i want to play this game right now actually like yeah something different i feel like they're being creative i feel like they're going in a different direction than we've had and it's about time i am tired to death of playing fighting games of dragon ball when we have some of the best ones you got fighters you got universe 2 you got the best 2d and 3d fighters out there of dragon ball available already so something different is dope i would have liked for maybe some original characters i mean i guess it makes sense if it's going to be like a survival horror game oh my god you're running from cell freezer so in that aspect cool but hopefully there's more to it like whether there be a story mode or something like that and they have like okay there's a big original villain that is connected somehow like remember how frieza it was i forget where it comes from but frieza had a son that would be dope if he was a part of this somehow like something like that would be kind of cool to add but either way this looks like it's going to be loads of fun i could see a lot of gamers playing uploading gameplay of them playing this reactions like 
like because think about it like for example one of the biggest and most popular youtubers out there i mean he's technically what still the most subscribed right minus like t-series or something pewdiepie one of the big things one of his big breaks in youtubing was reacting to scary games and people like loving him being scared of the video games and stuff like that something like this people can get a big boost and you know playing and uploading their reactions and stuff like that so i think this is a very smart and awesome idea i'm gonna have fun with it i'm not mad at it at all i've seen some people that were like uh, i want to have fun i want something different and this is right up my alley so yeah people dragon ball the breakers for neverworld excited okay people next up a very bizarre story that i'm like huh i kind of get it because of you know where it stems from but i was still like oh come on fam really because according to this, it says, Attack on Titan franchise halts sales of Eldian armbands. The official website for the Attack on Titan, the final season anime, announced on Monday that the anime's production committee has decided not to offer the Eldian armband as commercial merchandise for the anime after acknowledging that the armband invokes images of discrimination. The site initially announced a piece of merchandise for pre-order at an earlier date and began accepting pre-orders on Sunday. Within the story of the Attack on Titan anime manga, the state of Marley has instituted a law dictating that all members of an ethnic cultural identity known as the Eldians must wear an armband identifying and discriminating them from the rest of the Marlian population. Marlians force Eldians to live in segregated ghettos and Eldians are generally met with a mixture of disdain and fear born from a complex history of violence and oppression. The armband invokes many discriminatory clothing practices in real life history but closely evokes the yellow badge or Jewish badge that Jewish people were made to wear by the Axis power in the 1930s and 1940s and I mean well first of all isn't this supposedly like based on Germany so they're like I guess in a way it's like a fantasy version and it's inspired by that but this shit been out for ages like in the manga at the very least it's been for you yeah. I mean, I guess somebody complained. I'd imagine somebody was offended and they were like, 2021, people, 2021. You can't even, you know, I mean, I get where it would come from, but there's plenty of things that offend a whole bunch of other cultures that they do nothing about. There's plenty of offensive things that are said about other cultures and about other ethnicities and stuff like that, that nothing is ever done but an armband because it's alrighty. I don't agree with it, but it's not my company, and at the end of the day, if they feel a certain way about it, what can I do? Not like I was going to buy the armband anyway, but I'm just saying, like, eh, no. Next up, just a small, interesting tidbit. Terror for More series by Sasuga, Yu, and Tachibana Kenichi has 22 million copies in circulation, which is kind of crazy. Like, Terror for More, they just put it down and said, screw it. Like, I know there was something with, I want to say it was either the artist or the writer of it, why they stopped. But I remember back in the days, there was some stuff to it that was heat. A lot of us, including myself, we thought that that was the next Attack on Titan. Like, it came out right after, a couple years after Attack on Titan. It was very similar to attack on titan except there was these freaking man-eating roaches and stuff like that and it was like oh shit let's go but nothing ever came from it and in fact you know looking back it was you know people like we just talked about a story of like the ldn armbands being a little bit discriminatory yeah if you look at the roaches or whatever that that, that you fight in terraform mars they kind of seem a little bit discriminatory what pull terraform mars off the shelf right no you're not going to do that right so yeah i don't know i'm blending stories and adding too much of my opinion into this i guess right either way shout 
Shout out to Terra from Mars, 22 million copies. They need to go back and finish it. Why not? Like, go ahead and finish it. I mean, there was some really dope stuff to the series to begin with. And I really like the prequel one. Like, I, I want to say volume one was like a prequel to the actual story. And I really, really enjoyed that. It almost felt like a one-off in and of itself. I wish that that would have been something else entirely. Kind of like how there's Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. That would have been dope as like a film in and of itself with no censorship, mind you. Because that kind of killed the hype for Terra from Mars as well. Either way, shout outs to those authors. Go back and finish that bad boy. Come on. Okay, people, next up, courtesy of Jose underscore care from Twitter. This hands down can't even be in the realm of a rise and fall. Simply the rise of the My Hero Academia manga. Jose underscore care said a super hit from the very start, having yearly anime adaptations and most recently three movies sure helps to maintain and grow its popularity through these years. And this year is at its peak sales point, which is kind of crazy. My Hero Academia has been running since what it came out, like it started releasing in Japan and Shonen Jump in like end of 2014. I want to say when it was October 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Five, almost six years later and it's at its peak. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they let my hero end without a time skip in another part. I'm just saying. But yeah, looking at it from the jump with volume one, it did already up to like, let's just say 170, maybe 175. And it's just been a gradual incline, <laughs> like maybe a volume slipped here or there. But it's kind of crazy that 30, what, what, what are we in right now? 32 volumes later and it's still peaking out doing, which I mean, it's not doing like a million of volume or anything like that but it's still doing over 600,000 copies and it's not even peaked out yet it might continue to grow especially if there was a time skip of my hero society the way things are going right now and the fact that it has a huge female fan base that is a blessing for any battle series because it's relatively easier to obtain a fan base for a battle series right a lot of people you know young boys they want to see some fist flying crazy shit like that cool beans it is a crazy bonus if you have a rabid female fan base which has been discovered that with the latest film a whole bunch of females went to watch that bad boy that is an amalgamation of success right there if you couldn't have both of those like the guys that they want to see fist flying and quirks and the girls that they want to see the characters interacting and stuff like that you got magic baby and yeah, that's why those sales are great. And it would be honestly very, very weird. But I, I wouldn't be surprised because I've done this before. If they said, ah, yeah, Horikoshi, go ahead and my hero because it's continuing to grow. <laughs> like who knows what it could turn into if it has its own Shippuden Z-esque type of, you know, scenario. Like the possibilities are endless. This could end up being a million plus volume type of series. I'm just saying. But yeah, definitely no fall here. All arise, arise up up in a way of Boku no Hero Academia. <laughs> really dope stuff, honestly. Like, it's crazy to see. Of all of these ones that I've done, the rise and fall of each of these, this has not had a fall yet. It hasn't missed a step. Horikoshi, he knows what he's doing. Next up, we got the top 10 selling series of the week for manga. Coming in at number 10, Ao Ashi with 56,000. Number 9, My Hero, 64,000. Dr. Stone, 77,000. Um, what's that? Makai no Shuyaku wa Ware Ware Da. Okay, I'm not even sure about that publisher, Akita Shoten. So, okay, dope to them. Uh, Demon Slayer, 88,000. Jujutsu Kaisen, 90,000. What Did You Eat Yesterday by Kodansha, 90,000. Okay, um, 
Yeah, why not? Marimashita Iruma-kun, 121,000. Spy X Family, 234,000. I'd imagine that's on its second week with its latest volume. And again, that's accumulative sales, but Spy X Family doesn't have that many volumes to say like, yeah, the back volume. So that's probably majority due to the latest volume. And then Tokyo Avengers still barely hanging. I could see maybe the next week or two, Tokyo Avengers won't be number one. 261,000, but Tokyo Avengers starting to little by little wane. It's still doing big because nothing has really come and like knocked out the hype entirely. But I've noticed it's starting to dip with the anime coming to an end a couple months back now. But yeah, it's it's impressive to say the least that Tokyo Avengers is still doing it. I don't think it's going to because we're almost at the end where we're going to get the total year to year sales. But yeah, it'll be top three for sure. I just don't think it's going to be able to beat Demon Slayer and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen because those numbers are too damn strong. But shout outs to Tokyo Avengers in the top 10. I'm still like, what did you eat yesterday? What is that? <laughs> Why'd somebody come in here and say, FNAF, it's just because your pea brain can't understand high quality peak writing. I'm sorry, it's peak fiction. You just can't get it. Go go read your Dragon Balls and your Burritos, okay? Well, what did you eat yesterday? <laughs> okay, people, next up, we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. The starters, we got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force and Soul Eater. Right now, there are four people in my workplace. Four Nights of the Apocalypse, hey, no. <laughs> He's not the author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Uh, because of that, it's always heart racing to see how a burst link will turn out between us. Shout outs to Okubo. Then we got Hiromashima, author of Fairy Tale, Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, and Eden Zero. Despite the fact that I can't actually play the two MIDI keyboards I have at home, I went ahead and bought a third. What is this man? He's not human. You're writing manga, doing character designs for video games, creating your own video games, writing multiple manga. Now you're on MIDI keyboards creating music. Nah, nah, nah. Bravo, Hiromashima. Again, always inspiring. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Give it another 10, 20 years. He might create his own animation studio, his own conglomerate of sorts, and just put out his own video games, his own movies, his own anime, all sorts of stuff. Like, he has the talents to do it. In fact, if he has the right team behind him, he can make it happen. He can open up the next Shonen magazine, the next Shonen Jump, the next Kodansha, the next Shueisha. He has the talents to get it done. Bravo, Hito. Bravo. So inspiring. Then, I always like to throw in Ranger Reject by Negi Haruba. I watched Daniel Craig, 007. Yo, my pops, when I was younger, used to make me watch those 007 James Bond films like No Tomorrow. Yeah. Then we got Nakaba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. The Deanne figure I supervise looks amazing and moreover is huge. I want one. Boy, I've had recently the biggest journey with Seven Deadly Sins and dun -dun -dun -dun, which I'll have a video at a later date, much later for the Fortnites, but I got a Seven Deadly Sins video coming probably this upcoming week. Yeah, uh, I started Fortnites of the Apocalypse and it, it's it's a it's a wild ride so far. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel like I got so much to say it would be wasted trying to add a sentence here too. Shout out to Nakaba Suzuki though. Lot to be said. Craziness. Next up we got Ken Wakley, author of Tokyo Revengers. Thanks for your hard work, Uji Sensei. Maybe an author that their series ended, I'd imagine. Okay, Ken Wakley, dope shit. And then last but not least, George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. No matter how much I watch, you'll keep winning, right? Kanero. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have too much to say about these last couple of author comments, but as always, shout outs to the authors of Weekly Shonen Magazine, especially Hiro Mashima. Man, I, I feel like this man, he's going to be remembered and go down as a goat in not only manga creating history, anime, video gaming, like this is something else. This man is special. Protect this man at all 
course. Okay, people, next up, despite the fact that Yuji Kaku just started a new series in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine, Ayashimon, uh, the brakes aren't on at all for Hell's Paradise and everything that has coming for it because it says here, Jigoku Raku, aka Hell's Paradise by Yuji Kaku, will be getting a stage play adaptation. Both this and its TV anime adaptation will be getting more news and information revealed at Jump Festa 2022. And I still find it so bizarre that Hell's Paradise, it's still has an anime coming the the manga ended out of nowhere a lot of people were like what it's ending like it made sense for it to end but it just got an anime adaptation what the heck is going on and yuji kaku is already writing a new story in shonen jump that was bizarre i almost feel like it was a combination between maybe because it was so successful in jump plus they told yuji kaku like yeah come over here to the main magazine let's see what you do let's see if you can replicate what yo sensei because if i'm not mistaken yuji kaku worked under chainsaw man author tatsuki fujimoto for a little bit let's see if you could do what he did he went from you know jump plus with fire punch and maybe chainsaw man and look at that try that and i think that's what's happening here but yeah stage play and more info on the tv anime i almost feel like waiting for the tv anime before jumping into hell's paradise even though i have a few of the volumes already but i don't know man like yuji kaku can write some shit he can write some shit i'm just saying and again it's just so bizarre like he went from like it's not even animated yet and he's already gone on to the next one who knows maybe he might do a crossover at some point between hell's paradise and ayashimon that'd be kind of sick and also a nice boost for both of them but yeah shout outs to yuji kaku jigoku raku hell's paradise anime stage play and all that goodness and more news to come uh jump festa 2022 okay people next up the series that honestly isn't being mentioned as much as i thought it would have been i thought this would have been a huge huge thing sui shida author of tokyo ghoul with his new series chojin x i thought that this would have been like constantly talked about but the way they're even doing this i wouldn't be surprised if chojin x is not a big success like we thought it would have been because for them to be releasing the manga well let me let me read it to you it says chojin x cover reveal for volumes one and two by tokyo ghoul creator suishida will both be out december 17th and normally when they do things like this it's because they're not expecting it to sell well i'm gonna just be honest with you i highly doubt that they expect this is going to sell well if they're gonna put both of them out normally you'll put one and then wait a little bit but i think it's also due to the you know irregular release schedule the fact that they're just now putting the chapters out in a physical publication like maybe sui Shida worked out a deal with them that is not favorable for them so they don't really care as much to push it like yo this is his next thing but I don't know man I gotta go like probably if not by the end of this year early next year you guys will have another catch-up video so I can make a better judgment on if Chojin X is as good as it should be considering it's a Suishida work and Tokyo Ghoul is one of my all-time favorite mangas so we gotta wait and see but yeah that is telling for them to drop the first two volumes together on the same day I don't think they believe in this series I'm just being honest with you and maybe I'm wrong on that but that's what it feels like to me okay people next up we're like a day away from One Piece episode 1000 and here it says classic one piece opening we are reanimated for 1000th episode for one piece fans the classic anthem of the long-running series first japanese opening we are is sheared into your brains and even if you're not as an anime fan you'd know the tune so come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams together we can find the great thing that we're looking for there's always room for you if you want to be my friend we are, we are on a cruise. We are. 
I don't give a fuck. This is my show, baby. I'm going to sing if I want to sing. And what? It is a staple of the franchise and inside Japan. It is a song that young and old bond over in karaoke boxes across the nation. To celebrate the history of the anime series, We Are is getting reimagined for this week's thousandth episode, complete with wholly new animation. A short clip of the reimagined opening was shown on Japanese TV this morning. I got a chance to see it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, with the above image released by the One Piece crew to announce the news, fans of the franchise should instantly recognize the pose. And of course, episode 1000 this Saturday. And I'm going to give you guys some type of video on episode 1000. I don't know if I'm going to do a live reaction. I don't know if I'm just going to do a video talking about it, about One Piece as a whole. I don't know what I'm going to do for 1000 because I'm sure it's going to look gorgeous and all of that jazz. But yeah, I I'm just not too sure exactly what I want to do just yet for episode 1000. Either way, definitely going to talk about it. Definitely got to talk about this opening and yeah it's crazy man i still i can't even believe it you know we're in 2021 it's probably well over 10 years now since i started reviewing one piece. definitely well over 10 years since i started reviewing one piece here on youtube and we're a thousand episodes deep when i started talking about it i want to say the anime was just right before the time skip if i'm not mistaken and then like the time skip was some some of my first big one piece videos so kind of crazy to see how far we've come and just in general, man. The Straw Hat crew, baby, let's go. We got a live action Netflix series coming to kind of wild times, man. But yeah, One Piece episode 1000, baby. Reimagining of We Are. Let's go. We go. Okay, people. And lastly, fans of the Phantom Seer manga might be excited because one of the creators, it says here, Phantom Seer artist Kento Matsuda will draw a new one-shot titled Sekai no Owari no Penfriend on Jump Plus web service out on November 22nd, 2021. And that's really dope, but I'll always wonder and I'll always be with a question mark on what happened with Phantom Seer? Because, you know, it obviously ended very prematurely. There was only like three or four volumes out. And it never really was any clear indication as to why. Like the volumes actually sold pretty freaking well. I don't remember if the rankings were bad or not. But either way, I know the volume sold well. And a lot of people liked it. It was actually a really good story to my understanding. So this one was a really strange one. And they even released like a couple of extra chapters after it ended in different publications. Really bizarre what happened. And then on top of that, they like, well, let's put the artists in Jump Plus and have them do a one shot there so there could be a return from this author and if it's anything at the quality of phantom seer i'm sure fans are going to be excited but yeah author of phantom seer or artist of phantom seer returning to well not returning going to jump plus for a one shot and yeah people those are all the stories we have for today's episode i'm curious what you guys think most interesting story most hilarious story anything that i didn't cover in this episode you would like to see me talk about more in the future in the realm of anime manga video games or maybe just something out of the box that you want me to talk about i might give it a shot but yeah that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm from the world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life bye. have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of Already. have an awesome day <laughs>